Jody Cottingham, DaleWileyShow.com. Jody, is that right? That's right. All right. And so, Jody, your last name is Cottingham, is that right? Cottingham, yeah. C-O-T-T-E-N-G-I-M. Okay. And so let's just start at the beginning. Tell me about your dad, first of all. Well, my dad, Jimmy Guy, he was an entertainer and a songwriter, probably more of a songwriter than... Uh, well, he he did entertain him his whole life. He just was a musician. He really didn't have a real job. <laughs> well, that's cool, though. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a good start. Where did he entertain? Where was the, this? You were around. Where are you from? Well, from Springfield, Missouri. Um, you know, started off around the Ozarks here, and did. Uh, he started in in high school where he was doing gigs, you know, from sock hops and roller rinks and. Right. And uh, places like that. And then I believe at that point, after he got out of school, he went on the road and he was playing in the uh, in the 70s and, and those Holiday Inn circuits and Howard Johnson circuits and Ramada right. Inn circuits. And so that put us all over the United States in my early oh, yeah. years. Oh, Tell yeah. Tell me about that. What was that like? Uh, well, I went to probably about nine different elementary schools. Wow. We would, we would, uh, you know, it was easy in the summertime because we were going place to place to place to place. But right, um, Dad would try to get longer stays through the summertime. And uh, but, heck, I went to school and a bunch of sc- a bunch of uh, different schools in, in the Springfield area. But I went to school in Nashville and wow, went to school in Wisconsin and uh, just all over the United States when we were little. Now. Probably right. about oh, probably about fifth grade. We settled down and came back into Springfield. And he was doing his. Uh, he'd still go on the road every now and again, but by that time he'd already put out a couple albums. And um, he came back to town and started doing the one man band thing. Okay. Where he sat behind a B three organ, played bass pedals with his feet. Really. Uh, you know, play guitar, saxophone, harmonica, sing. The only thing he didn't do was play drums, and he had an electric drummer for that. So he, <laughs> Fantastic. So he would play, you know, five and six nights a week in the uh, in the Springfield area and surrounding area. And uh, it just, that was real common, just for him to always be playing at night. And, yes. And uh, just kind of was the normal, you know, just kind of a normal thing. Well, and before we go any further, talk about your mom. Well, mom was, she was a great mom, to say the least, and uh, yes. she she aspired in, you know, photography, and, um, you know, she was definitely the number one supporter. Yes, but, clearly. But, she was but, a great photographer, too. Yeah, well, that was her hobbies, you know, that's what kept her going. Got to have something to do besides raise kids. Right. <laughs> well, so, yeah, so, mom was shoot photography and yeah. just enjoy now, before we get any further, then at some point was there a friend that came and became your stepdad? Oh well, yeah, absolutely. If we, <laughs> if, we, if we back up a bit, I think around 1972, I would have been about two years old. Okay. Lou, Lou, and my dad met, and uh, you know, I was calling Lou Uncle Lou before I called him my stepdad because <laughs> he was always around and around right. the recording studios and just around the, the, the local scene. And so Lou and Dad played together, and 
Right. You know, all they'd have to do is throw throw a drummer in there. There's plenty, <laughs> plenty plenty of good drummers around. Plenty of those around. So, yeah, Lou Whitney was Uncle Lou before he was my stepdad for whatever it was, 24 years, something like that. How was that transition? <laughs> was that different at all? Oh, it was smooth. It was smooth as glass. Lou was a great guy. and My folks had actually... Um, my mom and my dad were actually separated for a while, so it wasn't like right. swooping in, you know, weird drama scene off a movie right. or nothing. <laughs> that wasn't it at all. Um, and actually, you know, I never really knew much about Lou, even through all of those years, because I, I knew Lou more as a friend right. and as a grandpa. Right. Because even though he was who he was and did what he did. You really never heard about that. He was the exactly. most humble, most non-vain, um, just regular listening human. Right. He was just a great guy. I didn't find out. We we really didn't find out a whole bunch of things about Lou till even after he'd passed because, really? I mean, anybody that did what he did for so long and you do it 12 hours a day for your whole life, Yes. A lot of things happening. But um, it was neat. I mean, I couldn't be more thankful to live around, um, you know, such good musicians. And plus, just between those two, and then you can only imagine everyone they hung around. Right. You know, everyone from the self families to the, you know, to just your Ozark music scene families. Right. I mean, we could name drop till 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 tomorrow. (laughs) But the truth was all those people, you know, all those people were in my life. Right. And so they were all mentors. I can remember growing up wanting to be, you know, a drummer like Bobby Lode Hicks. Really? I wanted, oh, yeah, it was Bobby Lode Hicks and, and Steve Zins, which was another fun, fun, fantastic drummer really? uh, from up north in Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, you just, when you're a little kid and you grow up around those kind of so-called rock stars you you kind of want to be and next thing you know you're wanting to be able to to be the best of the best because you lived around the best your whole life so Uh it made for an easy track record or an easy outline of what to do well so tell me about papa green shoes well papa green shoes is a band that we came up with probably about six years ago now seven years ago now um my brother and I had just gotten off of a pretty long run with just a three-piece blues band. And we okay. had toured all over the place with a band called Tripwire, just me, Stoney, and oh, a guy yeah. named Nathan. And it was just a one-trick pony, though. You know, it was just we all we did was play blues. So we played shuffles, right. and we played slow blues, and we played rumbas and mama-daddy beats and repeat, repeat, repeat. Right. So <laughs> when we'd put together Papa Green Shoes, we were wanting a band that could do anything. You know, anything from rock and roll songs to to country songs to soul songs to funk songs. And so the instrumentation had to be right. And, you know, with Papa Green Shoes, our, uh, everybody plays everything. So that's fun. We can we can play some musical chairs on the instrumentation. Wow. And uh, But we've got, you know, a really good horn player that also is a very good keyboard player that also can play guitar and bass as well as anybody wow. as well. Our bass player can play uh, mainly bass, but, you know, if you turn around and put a guitar in his hand, 
it's not horrible. And if you put a keyboard in his hand, uh, it's not horrible either. Right. My, my brother has been able to play every instrument ever since he's a little kid. Right. So you've got four, or you know, and I, and I, I always say that I just do campfire guitar or campfire keyboard, just <laughs> enough to get by. Right. Um, but um, so we, and we all had the same idea, which is the music should come first. This time sure. around, this time around, it wasn't going to be about the money. It wasn't going to be about look at me. It oh, wasn't yeah. going to be about, you know, all the things that can get in your way in a honky-tonk yeah. scene from right. women to liquor to money to anger to whatever, <laughs> you know. Yes. This time it was going to be about making good music and uh, also entertaining human beings. So. Well, how is it working with your brother? How is that that? <laughs> with my brother? Oh, well, it's, it's – well, me and him played uh, – he played bass forever. Uh, in the tripwire deal, so I we had the what I would always consider one of the tightest rhythm sections around, right? Uh, probably besides Lou and 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 Bobby. But, <laughs> um, you know, the, again, there's where we learn. So yes. when he transferred over to the guitar, I must selfishly say that it wasn't great because I was used to having probably one of the best bass players ever. Sure. And so it took a while to find somebody. And Dean is a phenomenal bass player. Um, but there's no replacement for that brother thing. I mean, you know what kind of mood you're in. You know where you're wanting to go. You know where you're not right. wanting to go. You know what's coming next. You know if there was a mistake. Um, there's just a bond that can't be made even as friends get really close over the years. It still doesn't compare to having a sibling bond and and doing that up on on a stage, making music and entertaining humans. Well, you know, you hear that, but you also hear the other side, the bad side, and so I'm happy to hear that you have the happy side of that. Well, you know, Stoney and I have always gotten along, and it was just my mom and my dad and me and my brother. So my brother and I have really always gotten along. Um, we've always been there for each other. We've always helped each other mentally, physically, spiritually, every time we've right. been. More with Jody after a minute. DaleWileyShow.com Do you love music? Do you know about the musical map of Missouri? Dallas Wayne, Chuck Berry, Dave Alvin, Robbie Folks, The Skeletons, The Ozark Mountain Daredevils, Uncle Tupelo, Wayne Carson, Nellie, Lou Whitney, Symptoms Morales, City, Jeff City, St. Louis, St. Joe, Columbia, Buckle of the Bible Belt, the Studio on South Avenue in Springfield, 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 Missouri. Add the Missouri Music Podcast to your list of favorites. Lawyer, author, and Slewfoot Records label owner Dale Wiley takes you on a musical trip around Missouri while raising funds for Musical Map of Missouri, a nonprofit organization which will help ensure Missouri musicians affected by COVID-19. Visit MissouriMusicPodcast.com for more information. Tune in to the Missouri Music Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. More with the tall guy, DaleWileyShow.com. Um, so, no, we're not one of those war stories where, you know, it's the two brothers hate each other, but they fake it when they <laughs> get on stage. Um, that's not it at all. Um, right. We're two brothers that, um, I mean, obviously you can tell if one of us is in a funk, but boy, how do you look out if we're both feeling good and we're both, <laughs> well, we're both got a little rest in us. 
It's, it's yep. on. Okay, well, so now tell me about Tall Guy. Tell me about that because you are oh, a well, guy. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's uh, I own an appliance repair company. And uh-huh. the appliance repair company basically is the same as like back in the day when people heard of the Maytag men. So when right. they come to the house and fixes washers and dryers and stoves and dishwashers and refrigerators, um, about 13 years ago, um, I changed my daytime field. I'd worked for the phone company for about 17 years, and I kind of followed my mom's mom in that deal. She was a bell lady. Oh, And right. so when I was, you know, you always got to have a real job, especially if you're in the kid business. Right. So um, <laughs> I, I stayed in the in the in the telecom business for a long time and then I moved over into a service field and it it's kind of a strange story but one thing led to another and uh, next thing you know I was repairing um appliances for the company Sears and right. then off off where I live I live in Marshfield Missouri uh aka close to Mayberry um, <laughs> still a very very you know friendly community right and there really wasn't anybody helping anybody out with those needs. So I started a company and the reason I call it tall guy, obviously I'm a very tall person. um, (laughs) I'm I'm more of an import here. I'm from Springfield, but where I live here, if you're not from here, you're an import. And they'd always say, I I forget his name. He married Sandy, but he's a real tall guy. (laughs) And my middle name is guy. I mean, I'm uh-huh. Jody Guy Cottingham. Right. So tall guy, Jody guy. It made sense that I would I would then be known as the tall guy. So now that's <laughs> kind of stuck. And uh, even my friends in the entertainment industry, they they're like, yeah, he's the tall guy. That's obvious. <laughs> well, now tell me about Dave Boxer's film. Tell me about that. Well, that was just a really neat kind of a thankful opportunity that came around. Um, you know, Dave worked and worked and worked and worked and we were just, we were, we were, it was special to be involved. Um, I mean, if you've seen the film or if anyone out there has seen the film, they know that it, it is about the history of the Ozarks and that right there though, is like watching my childhood because all those folks that we're talking about were always in or are on the mouths of everyone that we grew up with. Yes, exactly. And so if we didn't play with them, we heard about them. If we weren't hearing about them, they were probably, you know, away for a while. And then all of a sudden they're back. So um, all the way from the Selfs to the Brenda Lees to, of course, all the different recording things, the Boxcar Willie. uh, Right. It's just, again, I don't want to name drop, but all those people in that film, (laughs) um, that was, um, and it's just a small piece of really where we come from. It's really uh, just I a think, small piece of the puzzle. There's yeah, so it really is. Out. I mean, you could spend weeks, you know, you could put out a probably a 12-series documentary just on music in the Ozarks and the entertainment exactly. industry around here. But it, it's a really nice taste, you know, for a, for a short film, and especially for the amount of effort that was right. put into it. And, and it wasn't a big, yeah, it wasn't just a big company came down and said, we're going to do this, and here's a right. million dollars. No, this is a heartfelt. It's a love uh, letter, is what I said. It really is. It really is. It's, and put the film, and you know, now I hear that you know they're taking other avenues of media too. It might be in DVD. Yes. It might be coming out in book, um, or magazine, or what have you. But they're going to print it. 
So it is, um, besides kind of just being a glimpse of everything that we grew up around, we did get a chance to actually play and interview in it and speak of Lou and speak of dad and just speak of, you know, kind of what we saw through our eyes as as younger folks because I'm 50, my brother's 44, and even though we're starting to get older, I mean, the people that we're talking about in these films are, you know, 70 to 90 years old, and some of it even goes further back. So. Exactly. Um, so it was a pleasure to be a part of that. Now, what's it been like during the pandemic? Well, it's been real slow, uh, real slow. I mean, I think we're just like everyone else that thought it would end quicker or didn't know when it was going to end, and we've just right. been going through all those same old strokes and same old same old emotions. I mean, first it was unbelievable, and then it's believable, and then it's unbelievable, and it's like, golly, just up and down like a roller coaster. But as, <laughs> yeah. but as far as the the music industry, I think just like every other entertainer on the planet, um, you know, that kind of stopped, and festivals stopped, and, and booking stopped, and so the 2020 summer was, was, was kind of like off. Right, um, I know. I would hope that in 21 or whenever things turn back around that everybody will just kind of hit the resume button. Exactly. Um, now, uh, we haven't played since March. Wow. We are we're holding steady towards the safety thing, though. Um, there's opportunities to play. Right. We've had We've had lots of phone calls and lots of opportunities over the last few months. Uh, you know, hey, could you do this? Would you do this? And we're just we're standing on the no. Until there's a proven vaccine, until this world starts getting a little bit better, I think we've just decided as the four of us that, again, Copper Green Seas was put together for all the right reasons. We don't want to go out there and cause problems. Right. That and, makes if, a lot of sense. and if we're out there and, you know, it, it, we play to our friends and family anyway, and the last thing in the world we'd like to do is have, you know, all of our friends and family get hurt, even one of right. them. Right. You know? Exactly. I've said it over and over. If you're standing at a funeral and if you've ever thought I would do anything to bring this person back. Right. Well, this is our anything (laughs) and we're doing, we're, we're doing it, you know, and, and it's painful uh, on a personal level and on a selfish level. Yeah, it's painful. We'd love to be playing, uh, but it'll come, you know, this, this too shall pass and we'll play again. And, and it'll probably, I bet you there's some people waiting. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's really going to have fun at the first dozen shows they exactly. go to. It's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, that's why I thought it'd be fun to talk to you, and so glad to talk to you on this amazing podcast. You know that we're doing, and all the stuff that we're doing in the music world. Well, I want to thank you for in, inviting me, and, and I tell you what, you've done a really good job through this through these strange times to keep us together and give us a chance to, <laughs> to listen and give us a chance to, you know, just as strange as it may seem, we're still connected in, in this kind of way. And uh, if it, you know, if you weren't driving the bus, we wouldn't be able to get to the party. <laughs> well, great. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thank you very much, Dale. And yeah. you have a very, very, very good yeah, day. You too. Bye. DaleWileyShow.com.